Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Man, it's one of the better meetings I've ever been in. You just got to expectancy is the key. But it's not even the people's expectancy. You got to come expecting. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a, uh, that sounds great, man. Whatever you just did, I like that. I like hearing me. You know, I was having a conversation with myself not too long ago. I said, man, I really like talking to myself. You know how people say they don't like talking to themselves? I love it. Don't you love talking to yourself? I love talking to myself. It's awesome. There's no drama in it. I love everything I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Yeah, nobody argues with me. I agree. Yeah, and I'm always right. Praise the Lord. I'm in that thing, man. You in this? We'll take the offering at the end. How many? How many have been looking for? How many have been looking for mystery manna? Amen. Ain't that true? Yes. I got texts all day about mystery manna. Amen. People are like, man, I got mystery manna. You get a revelation of that. You will. You get a revelation for it. You need it. It's all word. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I wanted to talk to you about this. You know, the Lord. Let's just pray for a bit, Father. I just thank you for what you're doing in this house and what you're doing in this week. We're never going to be the same again. Because I know your word says that we go from glory to glory to glory. I believe that. I believe we'll never be the same again because your word's going to bring wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And wisdom is the principal thing. And when we get understanding, we learn how to, we learn how to move in wisdom. And that's the key. We need that. We've got to have it. Can't live without it. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for leading us and guiding us and helping us to move in the realm of wisdom and understand it. And let us unlock mysteries of the kingdom, kingdom mysteries to produce supernatural wealth in our life. And not just supernatural wealth, but supernatural access to the things of God. We thank you for it in advance. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody says, amen. Go to, go to 3 John. Third, we're going to stay in the King James. Go to 3 John 1 and 2. I want you to read this. I want you to unlock your soul to God's plan of prosperity for your life. Okay? I want you to unlock your soul. I'm going to talk to you about this. Revelation knowledge gives you access. Now, you got to understand something here. I'll tell you how this happened. Uh, religion is your greatest battle to fight when it comes to wealth. Religion doesn't want you to know, religion never wants you to get a revelation of this. You know what I'm saying? The world, forget it. They're, 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 they're just down on you. And religion, religious spirits never want you to get an understanding of how much God wants to prosper you. That's why it's going to be your greatest fight uh, is to fight the religiosity of you prospering especially in the realm of the church, okay? Now, I'm not talking about church people. I'm just talking about the mental picture. So you're going to have to train yourself in prosperity. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? Now, because I'm going to show you some stuff, all right? Because here's the thing. Religion, religion doesn't want you to understand. The spirit of religion, the bondage of religion, never wants you to see the freedom of prosperity, 
You understand this? Now look what Jesus said. Look at this third John, third John 1, 2. You see it? I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures, so write them down. Okay? All right? Now I want you to see this because you've got to post it in. There you go. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You see what he say? He said, beloved, above all things, I wish thou that means prosper and be in health. He wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, you've you're, you got to understand something. All, your health, your prosperity is only going to be as good as your soul prospers. If you don't train your soul to prosper, you're going to reject this stuff. And you're going to hinder it. Because I, I couldn't understand that. I said, God, why do you want a cheerful giver? You understand? Look, man, you give me, you give me, if somebody give you money, you care if they, I don't care if they got a smile on their face, do you? Right? If somebody came up to you, hey, Brother Paul, here's a grand. Oh, man, I don't really want to give you this money. You'd be like, praise God, I'm taking it. You don't care if they're smiling, do you? You don't care if somebody, well, why do you want a cheerful giver? And the Lord told me, I said, I didn't understand why you wanted a cheerful giver, but you got to realize something. The joy is in the soul. The reason why God wants you to be cheerful in your giving is he wants your soul to be in alignment with his prosperity plan. Do you get that? Prosper- your, your response, you see, you got to realize something. You don't really respond. You respond soulishly to what's been communicated in a service. You don't really respond spiritually. You don't see what I'm saying? Why, why you... It's, it, you see what I'm saying? Like I say something, you're like, uh, no. You, your soul, your soulish response is usually the first response you give. It's based on revelation, but the soul response. That's why people are like, whatever. Whatever means you didn't get it. You understand what I'm saying? Your response, I said this all the time, your response is your faith. See what I'm saying? Your response to what you hear is your faith. So if you're like, okay, whatever. That's why I told you. That's why I tell you, you have to acknowledge it. See what I'm saying? She doing it. That's right. Yes. Praise the Lord. I got it. See, God, that's how it works. You see what I'm saying? Because people don't agree with it. You got to agree with it. See, the earth is always looking for agreement for what heaven already said. That's what, that's what confirms it for your life. It's been spoken. See, the word of God was spoken and written, and somebody speaks it again, and then when the people hear it, they grab it. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you're in agreement, and you're, what do you do? You get your soul ready to grab because your soul, see, it's got to get through your soul. This is what people don't get. See, even though it's spiritual and it's sown spiritual and it gets in your spirit, your soul can interact with it. That's where reject and accept is. You understand that? Soul, mind, will, and emotions is accepting. That ain't for me. Well, it ain't. That seed's no good now. It's gone. You let it go. That's why you got to be lit. When you come in here on Sunday, the church don't know. They go to church out of religion. They go, they sit there like, I'm going to sit here. You can sit here the rest of your life and be a dipstick forever. That's why you got to get it, man. I'm telling you, this is how I have it. You know where I got, look, you want to know where I learned this? Winter Bible Seminar, 1997. I'm sitting in the balcony in Rama. I don't know what's going on. I didn't eat, didn't even know I didn't sleep. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if I ate or slept for a week, man. If I slept four hours, it was a lot. It, it, at night, I was messed up. I knew, though, I got on the balcony, and I just sat in the balcony. I said, this guy's got to say something. In all due respect to his brother Hagan, I said, but in my spirit, I knew. It was, I said, he got to say something. He got to say something. I was a complete mess. I didn't know what was going on. And I was locked in because I knew something he was going to say was going to change my life. Man, I didn't want to get, I, I, got up, I got ready, 
See, this is what happens in the church. You don't realize, look, this word's alive. And this thing, when it comes out, when it's spoken, now let me show you something here. Nobody's elevating themselves. But the office, whoever's behind that pulpit, the office allows access at another level. You see what I'm saying? That's what it does. See, people don't want to take their spot. I'm going to, I quit and go do something else. I'm taking my spot. What are you kidding? Take your spot. Take your spot. Take your spot. Stop letting me tell you what you can say. Well, you know, you don't talk like everybody else. I, you kidding me? Half the people you know are just communicators. I know communicator. I'm a man of God. There's a difference. Say, well, you ain't going to, look, Jesus didn't have nobody with him neither, bro. Let me tell you in the end. You got a crowd, you might not be preaching the gospel. Thank you. Leave it alone. This is the truth for your life. Because you, people don't want to hear, why you, you're getting rough with me. I don't want to come to church ready. I want your family to go to another level. You better get up early. Go to bed early and get up. I told them, they laugh. The kids laugh. They think I'm funny. You know, I went to go see Brian Houston one time. He said, if you ain't home on a Saturday night in bed by like 10 o'clock, you're not serious about a Sunday morning experience. I ain't never in bed by that time, though. I was like, <laughs> I rebuked myself. But, you know, I laughed. But I kid with them. I said, y'all need to go to bed at the house and say, you're not serious about a Sunday morning experience. Wow. But think about it. He was talking to his staff. He was saying, look, if you guys are really serious about a Sunday morning experience, we need to be prepped and ready to go. Yes, you see what I'm saying? You as believers got to be prepped and ready to go because you just need one word from God. You get one word from God, change your life forever. You know what I'm saying? So did we, they, the church tried to dumb it down. We need to pick it back up again. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, no, no. You know what I'm saying about that? You know, you catching what I'm saying? Like, seriousness about the magnitude of the word of God, how valuable it is, and that we need it so bad in the earth. So this is why you need this. When you get, I don't care if I'm talking about faith. I could be talking about whatever. You got to come ready to get it, and that word will take you where you got to go. That word will take you beyond me. I'm smart enough to know. It ain't, I'm not talking about me. We beyond me, bro. You know what I'm saying? We talk about the word of God taking you somewhere. And it's thrust. So I'm showing you how to do this. You got to reprogram yourself. Because, see, you fell. Let me tell you something right now. Everybody in this building is fighting Adam and Eve. It's in your DNA, bro. It didn't go away just because you got born again. That's baloney. It's gone, but you got to renew your mind. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they, I'm serious, man, because you, you, you'll stay stuck even though you're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's like we were saying on, on the other day. You got to catch up to where God puts you. Your renewing of the mind process is a lifelong journey that you need to master in areas. So what do you think the first thing is going to happen the first 40 times you hear about prosper you? Your soul's rejecting this thing, man. You see what I'm saying? So he said, beloved, above all things, I wish thou prosper even as thy soul prospers. So what do you do with your soul? You got to save your soul. Ain't that James chapter 1? You want to see it? Go to James chapter 1. You know what it is? It's like 126 or something like that. It says, it says what, put away, really, right? It says, wherefore, lay apart. 21 starts, uh, lay apart all. Let's start with James 121. Then I'm going to show you Ephesians 1 and 3. You okay with this? Just write the notes down. Because I'm, I'm looking for mystery. I'm looking for mystery manna. Right? And I like what you said. You know, it's funny. You said, you said, you said it was a tenth, and you're right. It was a tent. You go to Exodus, it says a tent. And like what you said, she said it was sustainable and never wore out. It didn't decay. That man had never decayed. How are you going to keep bread 
Think of this. He put it in a jar and walked around. This joker's funny. God's a, God, God's a character, ain't he? Ain't he funny? God's a character, ain't he? He said, look, he said, take that covenant, and he said, take some of this bread and put it, put it in a jar and walk around, and every time those, those, those smart alecks get a little smart about, can I do it, show them the bread that hasn't worn out. Next time you get ornery about money, you're going to remember that jar. Yes, sir. Yes, when you go look at buildings, and you look at the buildings and go, where the money? Look at the jar. Amen. Somebody, better, somebody better get that. Look at the jar. Look at the jar. You should look, go look at the jar. How in the heaven you going to bring a million people out in the middle of the desert and feed them? Look at the jar. Look at the jar. And you know what's cool about that? And you know what's funny? I like what you were saying because I was thinking about that, right? It, he, you had to wait every day for new manna. You couldn't store it up. Why could you? Because if you store it up, what happened? Now you ain't trusted in God. You got worm rot, right? Come on. Why to get worm rotten? Somebody want to tell me? Because God wants you to trust him every day for provision. You can't store it up and try to pack it up in a sack and bring it home with you and then say, oh, God, I believe. God's like, no, that'll get worm eaten. You got to expect tomorrow the sky to open and give you something from heaven. Come on. And then, you know, he did this. He let, he let Aaron's rod budded with the anointing. Stood alive. He put man in a jar. and didn't get worm rot. What? Sustainable miracles. Did you hear what I just said? Sustainable. Why don't you write that down? Sustainable miracles. That's what he got for you. Yeah, sustainable miracles. Every day. Every day. Every day. He's trying to get you every day. Every day he's trying to get you a sustainable miracle. Look, oh, I don't know how to get you got to get the faith for this stuff. And then it'll start happening. Once you, <laughs> that's going to start happening. I'm telling you, it's got to. See, you, look, you didn't have faith for this last week. Look, 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 look. I know what all your heads are doing right now. I'm good at this. Well, I ain't never seen it. You didn't have the revelation. You, 10 minutes ago, look, Monday, you didn't even know what you were doing in this arena. By Thursday, you at a whole new level, bro. Why? Because you understand, you ain't going to forget about that jar. Sustainable miracles. Who in the heaven said that? I said it. Well, how'd you get that? God, I didn't, know, I didn't know Hebrews 9. I told you yesterday. He said, go there and read that. I said, I don't even know what I'm reading. I said, what's this thing say in the Bible? I don't even know what it was. I read it. It didn't make no sense. I said, what is this? Something about a thing, an ark, a covenant, a bread in a bowl. I was like, what is it? A stick in a rod? What is this? I was like, what is it? He said, read it again. I read it again. I said, oh, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the anointing, and you're talking about the miracle provision, and then you're talking about the office of the priest speaking it. Oh, I got it now, God. Now I'm a prophet of my own life. You're releasing it. You ain't got to figure it out. Just believe it. God will figure it out. You see what I'm saying? You got <laughs> That's what happened. And he said, what? He said, and I thought about it, right? I was thinking about it. I said, he's talking about the authority, the authority in the office to decree it. Now you see that? It's been, it's been released. It's been released. This year is big, too, because this is the year, this is the year debt cancellation is running wild. Because you realize something, you know, those guys all pre preach about all the people with a Jewish background, and that's good. God bless them. They preach about the Shimta, you know, all that stuff. I don't understand all that stuff. It's like Jubilee, right? It goes from like September all the way through to following September. You in that year right now. You in the year of release. You're in the year of Jubilee in your life. You're the year in supernatural miracle breakthrough. Right? How you going to get it? Just got to take faith and grab it. Say, well, God got it. I want it. Come on, somebody. If God's giving it out, I'll take it. 
So they say, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I just said it and made it true. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yes, it's truth. Y'all being serious. You think I'm crazy? I'm not. I just said it. God will, make, God will back it up. Amen. Look, I've been telling them in this building. Dennis will tell you and everybody in the place will tell you. I just do come in here one way. I'm going to tell you something. It's true. Remember this. Don't forget it. Okay. Guy comes in here one day, he's a real ding-dong, walking around, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I said, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, I'm going to pray for anybody I want. I said, you ain't going to pray for nobody. Ain't nobody laying hands on nobody in this building but me. Unless I know you and give you an okay, it ain't the will of God. So I told the guys and staff, they told you, I'll tell you this. I said, listen, so here's how this place rolls. I said, let me explain something. The spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophet. Okay, so that means this. You know where I learned that? I told you about that, Rhema. I was in the coat room. And we waited, we prayed for Winter Bible Seminar. I told this story before. We prayed for, this is good, you learned this. I was in Winter Bible Seminar, and we, 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 we prayed. We prayed so many, oh my God, we prayed from, I think, November to February. Bro, the day, serious, in prayer school? Oh my God. I'm in prayer school and healing school and all. I went to prayer school, not healing school. I go in there, we prayed every day. I'm not kidding you, dude. It was, before, it was like November to February. We get in the coat room to go put our coats on to go usher. One of the guys has a bright idea. He said, let's pray. I said, dude, I am so done praying. Just shut up. I ain't praying no more. We've been praying for four months for this thing. Put the coat on and let's go get this done. I was ornery. I said, I ain't praying another prayer, dude. We've been praying for four months for today to be here. It's finally here. It's the Monday it is. I'm going out there and get my stuff. The power of God hit the place. We were dancing in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost broke out. And the other wacky dude, he took off. I had all these dudes, man. It was because it was a... Uh, uh, Brother Rich, he was over there helping Hockaday all the time. He was crazy as a buck wild nut. And he, and he was start, whoa, and whoa, and whoa. And we took off like a dart running across the parking lot. He thought it was like a, looked like a zoo, right? Looked like a circus. I went running across the thing. I put my hand on the handle of the door at the administrative building. And the minute my hand touched that handle, everything on me lifted. There was no run, no shout, no jump, no dance, no nothing. I pulled the door open, and I said, what in the heaven? That thing's just gone. And this kid from Norway, I never forget him. I think his name was Andre. I don't remember. I don't know half the thing the kid said. He looked at me and said, that's because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I said, what the heck's that mean? He said, Brother Hagin don't want you dancing in no administrative building. It's quite a dance in prayer school and getting the Holy Ghost and get buck wild, because that's appropriate there. But in an administrative building, it is not. That's why the spirit of God disconnected. I said, that's smart, kid. I said, you're, you're smarter than you look because you don't look that smart. And I got it. I said, oh, so God doesn't operate where it's not conducive for the leadership. That's why you were out of line going to some Baptist church trying to pray in tongues. You need to leave. You're lucky the ground don't suck you up. You out of order. God don't want, the man of God don't want it in the building. If I don't want miracles in this building, God won't bring miracles in. That's my fault, but guess what? He'll, ab he'll, he'll oblige it. Everybody say, well, God can do what he want to do. God ain't going to break out like that. That ain't how God works. So these guys know, I don't want no tomfoolery going on, so you don't have to know whether it's the will of God, you know what I want. And if it ain't what I want, it ain't God. You say, well, I feel the spirit of God. You got the spirit of the devil, and I ain't the spirit of God. That's what I told the guy coming here saying, I'm going to lay hands on whoever I want. I said, you the Antichrist. That's right. He left before the meeting start. Because right. God ain't going to overpower my authority, even though it's his house. So did you see what I just said? It's order. So now watch this. You ready? Did God say it? I don't know, and I don't care. I said it. If I said it, God will back it up. That's why you got to have agreement in the church. 
God will back up what you say. Pastor Chris, you're losing your mind. I ain't losing my mind. My mind's right where it needs to be. If I said you can do it, then God's going to back it up. Because why? That he should have never gave me the job. If he can't trust me now, he can't trust me ever. Come on. So don't worry. Don't critique it. Just take it. Take this thing. Run with it. He wants miss, man, mystery manna. Okay, you said me. Okay, I'm looking for mystery manna. I'm going to flip the rocks tomorrow. Mystery manna. Why? Where did I get that from? How in the heaven I get this? God gave it to me. Why would God give it to me? Gave it to me for you. Gave it to me for you. Gave it to me for you. Gave it to me for the people that watch this 20 years from now. I don't know why God will make you find this video. I don't know why. But God's trying to take his people out. And I'm crazy enough to say it. So let's get it. He's going to back it up. That's how he works. Say, so Pastor, did you ever tell something? Yeah, I told people stuff that was wrong. There was a wrong it wasn't wrong, like, in a negative, um, sinful way, but they wanted it. I said, go for it. It was a tussle, but man, I'll tell you what, the jokers, they made it. God will manifest what we speak. See, that's where the agreement comes in. You know what I'm saying? I had this one guy wanted his property. He was crazy. Guy wanted $800-something thousand dollars. I said, offer him half. He said, the guy ain't going to take 800 grand. I said, tell him you'll take half. I said, you want it? He said, yeah, I want it. I said, I don't think it's a good idea, but if you want it, we'll get it. He said, I really want it. I said, tell him 400 grand. He called him, told him 400,000. He laughed. Called back three days later. He bought it for 400 grand. It was a total nightmare, though, because I didn't like the deal. But I said, hey, if you want it, that's you. God worked the whole thing out. It was a project, but God worked the whole thing out. You know what God told me after it was done? I did it because you said it. I didn't do it because I wanted him to do it. He just obeyed it. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why you got to listen to somebody about your future. God's looking to do this with everybody, but most people don't want to hear this stuff. They're going to go, whatever. I sat with a guy who gave me plans for that hospital in Flagler. He wanted to buy the whole thing. You know the old one? The plans were this thick. Dropped the bumper of the truck, threw the plans on the back of the table. He said, can you pray about this? I said, yeah. Guy has a developer. He, he was Robin's buddy. He brings me out there. I'm like in the middle of nowhere with a, on the back of the bumper of his truck. Remember them big old Hummers back then? <laughs> Drops the thing down. We throw the thing on there. And he said, what do you do? Pray for it. I laid hands on it. I said, this is a beat deal. Don't buy it. He goes, you right? I go, yeah, it's beat. Don't buy it. I don't like nothing about it. Didn't buy it. Why do I know? I don't know about no land. But some people look for counsel while other people run away from it. That ain't about me. I'm just telling you, you got to follow the word. And you got to follow somebody in your future. Some of you getting in trouble. You know why? Because you, you know why you, I got a guy right now. He's a ding dong. I told him you're a ding dong. You're trying to hide the deal and you want it to come. It's not right. You don't think I want you to make more money than you ever made in your life? Thank you. Why would you hide from me? Why would you hide from your wife? Some of you guys, your biggest problem is this. You hide from your wife. What are you, a dipstick? She's the one who's with you every day of the life. Goes, hey, what do you think about this, babe? Let's go pray about it. Let's see if we get agreement about it. These guys don't pay no attention, man. Who loves you more than your wife, bro? You know what I'm saying? Let's hope, besides God. You know what I mean? She loves you, man. You got to brainstorm. Oh, this is a great idea. You know, these guys all brainstorm. She's like, I hate it. I said, listen to her. She knows more than you know sometimes. Are you with me? See what I'm saying? I'm not trying to just like, oh, we're trying to control it. No, I'm trying to keep you safe so you don't get too far out and make a mistake, and then you got money pressure you don't need. Most people got money pressure they don't need because they're getting projects God never told you to get involved with. You better ask God before you go get out there. Because I don't want to be nowhere without the grace for it. Oh, that's a nightmare. Look what it said over here. What was that, James 121? 
Yeah, they see that? What did he say? Lay apart this filthiness and superfluity and ordinance and receive uniqueness, the engrafted word. Now, what did he say? Get meek. Meek is be humble. Now, I told you this. If you're going to receive this message, you got to get humble. This is going to make you get out of your character. I don't, I'm telling you, man, I, don't, I didn't even like this stuff. I, wouldn't be, I wasn't this guy 10 years ago. I wasn't. You know what happened, though? You showed up. You'll never become what God called you to become if I don't push you to become it. You won't. I had to learn. It's out of your character. It's out of your demeanor. It's out of your, it's out of your, it's out of your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're going to do it. You got to do it. Go do it, and you're going to pay for it. That's the day you flip out. I'm like, yeah, you, you, you're paying for that project. <laughs> like, you walk away sometimes like, are you a complete moron? You're so rude. It's not rude. I'm stretching you to go to a place. You're going to pay for that. And you know what happens then? You're like, where that money going to come from? You'll find manna. You'll find it. You can't be it without somebody pushing you for it. You can't, you can't do it. I'm telling you, listen to me. I sat there, and I had to listen, and I, I, I didn't know how to do it. And then those guys, I had them th the three. They were, they were down the thing, and I was listening to it. It was Dr. Avanzini, Dr. Murdoch, and Dr. Rob. And I listened to these guys over and over. And these guys started talking about money. And I said, I don't know, I don't know the first thing about money. I don't know nothing about this. And Dr. Avanzini said God's first miracle. He said God's first miracle was on a luxury item. Almost fell out of the sand chair I was in on the beach. I said, you can't say that. Religion rose up. You can't say that. You better, I'm teaching you something. You better pay attention. This is rich. I said, right away, my DNA rose up and said, that's wrong. You can't say that. You know what he said? He said, I said the same thing in the tape, the thing, the CD thing. He said, I thought, where'd that thought come from? You can't argue with it, though. It's true. You don't need no wine. It's a luxury item. It's a wedding. It's not a necessity. Oh, he fed five, you know what? Religion. He fed five billion little children. And everybody be like, yay, prosperity. <laughs> no, he turned water to wine. It's a stupid trick. It isn't a trick. You understand what I'm saying? I'm being a little rough so you get the, it's a luxury item. You don't need it. First miracle he ever did, though. And you telling me right here, let's say the best for last. You telling me God ain't in overflow, over the top. Religion, what's religion say? Don't say that. Don't think you can't. My head religiously said, you ain't even allowed to think that thought. And it wasn't my thought to think. You see it? It bothers you when you first hear it. You almost get mad about it. You want to fight. Like, don't say that. You shouldn't say that. But it's true. You can't get away from the truth. It's a luxury item. You don't need it. It's not a necessity. But guess what? God did it anyway. He's the God of the details, especially when it comes to finances. He ain't got no problem. See it? It'll bother you. So what do I do? I got to do this. Take that word and save your soul. Pop that up there, please, 121. What you mean save your soul? You got to reprogram your soul. Your mind has to be programmed to prosperity. Now, we ain't going to preach like this every week. This is a seminar about this where you get downloaded and then you work on it on a daily and you, you got to, listen to me, you got to eradicate religion. Because you got religion in you. We all got it. We all got it. Because that, that poverty thing want to come up and get you and say, well, you could be doing so much. Right. Man, I told you this, right? If you go to the ocean and sucked out 150 million gallons of water, you ain't going to see the ocean dip. 
That's, that's the, you're going to, that's everybody say, well, you know, what about helping poor people? The ocean is the poor people. Not probably me, but they're going to be with you the rest of your life. Jesus said, you're going to have to pour with you always. Right. Remember, they got all mad. They said, why are you busting that bottle and pouring that oil on his feet and making them smell good? You could, religion says, you could have used that money on the poor. Jesus said, the poor are going to be with you always. Why don't you put first priority first and honor me with your giving? See it? See it? Religion's like that ocean. Look, religion's like the ocean. Poverty's like the ocean. And needy people are like the ocean. You can suck water out of that thing all day long. You ain't never going to see it go down. So you meet the needs of the needy, but you make sure what? You live the life you're supposed to be living in God on the other side. Don't let religion suck you in like, oh, you got to go give all this. Nah, come on. Because half them people, look, man, I'll, I'll tell you right now, most people you and I know that are in need are going to stay in need the rest of their life because they don't want to learn. They ain't at this seminar. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So next time they call the church and need money, I'm going to say, I'm going to check your seminar attendance, and if you didn't come, you ain't getting a dime. That's right. That's right. There you go. How you like that? <laughs> Nobody really calls for money around here, but if they did, I'm going to check your attendance. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to go teach your stuff. You got to learn it. These are proofs. What are you doing with your soul to make yourself rich? Come on, man. What are you, doing? you see what he said? He said this word will change your soul. See that soul? You got to get a soul. Everybody say soul connection. Because everywhere, the only place you have rejection is in the soul. You know Ephesians 1, 3? Can you go there? But you got to be doers of the word and not hearers only. You know how to do that. Go to Ephesians 1, 3. Y'all know that one? You know it. You're going to see it. You'll know it. You can put it in the King James. You all right? Everybody doing okay? It's good, right? You see what I'm saying? So when you hear it, grab it. That's what people got to understand. When you hear it, you got to grab it because it don't stay long. Faith comes. You grab it. And what am I trying to tell you? I'm not elevating me. I don't care who's standing here. When it's decreed, grab it. See what I'm saying? Remember, I always just love that about, like, people critique the messenger. Don't critique the messenger. I don't care what the, who care what the message is. You could get up there and say, if you say what God said about it, God anoints you, you put it out there, I take it. Okay. That's the problem. People want to say, you know, Pastor, Pastor Craig was funny. When I went Sunday morning, like, he's like, please, don't take a half hour to figure out this guy. I trust him. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. You're like saying, if you don't trust me, get a new church, dude. What's wrong with you? You kidding me? Right. And some of you, you know what the biggest problem is? Man, I'm telling you what. They got separated. That's why you broke. Some of those people out there got separated. I'm going to tell you right now, I know I'm Abraham. Amen. Hands down. I didn't elevate my game. God elevated me before I came in the earth. I'm taking my place. I'm going to be dripping, bro. Just stay close. Suck everything that come out of me and take it. That's what those guys knew. Say, well, you, you, you went to a new place. Nah, bro, I just took the place he gave me. See, I didn't, this ain't no hobby. I didn't go to some job fair and get a job. I got the devil on the run, bro. That joker's scared, too. Yeah, I'm smacking him around. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I'm going to talk real big. Yes, let you guys get all the overflow, and then you go do it. See, that's what, that's what Lot said, man. I'm staying with Abraham because that joker got something on him. Absolutely. He got something on him. Don't get in strife. That's that's what, you know what strife did? Separated you from the blessing. That's right. You know what the devil wants to do with you? You know what I tell everybody close to me? My gift, that's your blessing. This ain't about me. We're talking about Jesus. I'm telling you this, but I got to talk like this to get you to a place where you understand something, that the reason why you miss this stuff is you disconnect from what God connects you to because you, you can't stay in here and stay broke. I'm not going to allow it. Amen. See it? You understand what I'm saying? Because ain't you heard more about money in the last month you probably heard in the last 19 years. Good. 
Good. You got good. Why? Because you need it. I need it. You got to put these kids in school. Come on, man. Your grandkids need money. And let me tell you right here now, all your grandkids are going to need money because your kids ain't that bright. I'm sorry. I love you. God bless you. I understand. My kids are bright, easy, chill. But, you know, these kids got to be laid up, man. You got to help these kids. Otherwise, they don't have a good plan. What are they going to be doing? The Bible says children's children get laid up on it. And if you're doing so good, you guys just take care of me. All right, ready? See what I'm saying? That's an inside joke. All right, you got that? I'm not talking about me, but you get what I'm saying? Yes. Don't get in strife. Because yeah. yes, that's what happens. God is going to bring you somewhere, and that anointing on that thing is going to come on you. Don't get in strife, and don't get disconnected. The devil don't want you near me. He wants you going back to that goofy place you came from. Oh, here he goes. It's the God's honest truth. Because around, what? You ain't not, you're not, look, everybody in here ain't living on your own authority. You're living on mine. That's why you ain't scared of the devil. And you weren't before and you won't never be. Because I ain't scared of them. You're going to have brand new authority. See, the people that get under right, you got brand new authority. Because I ain't going to let you lose. You go in there, you don't go in there in your own voice. You go in there in the voice of another. I'm showing up, man. It's connected to God. See that? Why is that so important? So you don't reject the message. Because when we start talking big like this, you know, people say, well, you know, how am I going to renew my mind? Renew your mind to what I tell you. I'm telling you what the Bible said. You, God wants you rich. Remember that? What did he say in 2 Corinthians 8 9 yesterday? He said, I became poor so you could become rich. How many times I got to tell you God want to make you rich? And then you over here still, you think God really wants to make me rich? I told you 19 times God wants to make you rich. Why don't you just take it? Well, if I get rich, I'm going to get crazy. Money's neutral, dude. Money don't make nobody crazy. Money in the hand of one person is a blessing. Money in the hand of somebody else is a curse. It ain't God. The money don't mean nothing. It's paper. Cut it out. Paper ain't manipulating you. Manipulate the paper. Tell the paper what it's going to do. You see what I'm saying? Don't let this thing bother you. Look what it says in Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Who hath? Past tense. They're all, you're already blessed. You got all the blessings you need. Where is it? It's in your spirit. Where is it? It's in your spirit. Well, wait, wait a minute. Well, redeemed from the curse of law, being made a curse for us. Remember that? You got redeemed from the curse. Where did God put the blessing? In your spirit. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got the blessing. It's in you. Man, Isaac's in the middle of famine. God said, hey, go into famine. He's in the famine. Famine all over the place. The place is beat. He said, take a seed, stick it in the ground. The earth's cursed. He's looking like, what are you, crazy? It ain't going to work. No, you don't understand, Isaac. You the blessing. When you take something out of you and sow it, it turns what's there and flips it. You flip Raleigh. That place ain't prospering you. You prospering it. I'm telling you, you got to think like that. You flip the place. Oh, the economy's bad. Bump that. Flip the economy. Come on. See what I'm saying? You get a revelation of who you are. Abraham said, I'm going to make you great above all the nations of the earth. That's your, that's your inheritance. Talk big. Live big. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying to me. Well, I don't have nothing to show for it. Not yet. You didn't have this revelation three days ago. You see what I'm talking about here? Why did I talk big? Why was I talking about all me and that thing over there? Because I want you to understand this. I got a revelation to give you. Take it. Take it. We didn't. There's mystery manna all over the place. 
You said it, I'll find it. God wants you to be blessed. He said, I want you to be uh, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I want you to be blessed above all the nations of the earth. Whose idea was that? I'm just telling you what God said. Everything I told you was what God said. You got to trust somebody with your future, though. I trust you, Pastor Chris. I believe what you're telling me. I'm just telling you what God said. I'm not saying nothing different than God said. He wants you blessed above all the nations of the earth. Why would you not take it? Well, you know, I don't need to be, I don't need to be that blessed. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Somebody got to take it. Why not you? Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Hey, man, look, man, look. I understand what you're saying. Listen to me. I get it. You're not saying like, oh, I got to be, but guess what? You got to take care of some stuff. I don't know what your mission is, but some of you got a mission like that. You got a mandate, and you got to build stuff, and you got your faith. See, most people's faith sees through the lens of prosperity to determine what and what they cannot do. That's a problem. Because God can't even talk to you about stuff because right now you start seeing dollar signs before God even gets speaking, and he can't even talk to you about nothing. It's the truth. You know what I learned that? I told you that. God got me on the plane. I was flying back from sea. I went to Peru. Mm-hmm. Dar- remember Daryl? He might even be watching. He's supposed to go with me. It didn't work out. He couldn't go. I had to go by myself. I got on the plane. They put me on that new Delta. It was nice, man. Coming home, the plane was nice, man. Oh, so praise God. You know that new seat, Jeannie? Oh, that thing reclined. The other thing went back, and it wasn't like real, real. It was six hours. I was like, I'm cool here, right? Man, I kicked back the dude next to me. He went right to bed. I was like, I'm going to sleep. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to go home, sleep all the way home. Boom, I get in the chair. God goes, Hey, if I told you to come here, would you come here and start a church? I'm like, here we go. Just when I'm getting ready to relax. <laughs> Just when I'm getting ready to relax, he got to ask questions that I don't want to ask. I said, no, you already know I'm not coming here to start a church because I don't want to come here because I don't speak no language and understand this stuff, and I'm not coming here to start a church. And if you ask me, Jesus, if you walk through the wall and you ask me to do it, I would tell you no. You know that. So why are you asking me this loaded question? Because you don't really need my stupid answer. And he said, nothing. And I said, okay, this is going to get good. Because I didn't sleep. And I go, why would you ask me this? And it's quiet. And I got it. I said, I get it, God. My unwillingness is stopping you from speaking to me about things you'd like to talk to me about. So what have you not talked to me about because I'm not willing to hear? So it took me about two days. I repented. Because you know what? You can't con God. And go, yeah, God, I'll go. He's like, I know your heart, dipstick. You ain't going nowhere. So after two days of really struggling within my internal DNA, I really believed in myself and said, I can go wherever you want me to go. Yes, I would go. Now, please don't tell me to come here. I can't even speak English right. God Almighty, I'm going to screw up Spanish so bad. And he goes, I never really want you to go. I said, thank you, Jesus. He goes, but I did want to talk to you about things I can't talk to you about. Because you're unwilling. Do you talk to anybody in your life that you know is closed to talking to you about something that you know they're closed down about? No. Why? Because you know it's a waste of time. That's what God does with you. <laughs> Don't say amen too loud. You know what I'm saying? He ain't even going to talk to you. Why? Because you're unwilling. You're willing and obedient to eat to go to land. I ain't willing, God. You see what I'm saying? You got to be willing. God, I got to be willing. I got to be willing to do whatever you want me to do at any given moment in time because it's not my life. You see what I'm saying? Now, God isn't going to make you go to Siberia, hopefully. <laughs> I always think, like, can we go to Hawaii? I, I, I want to go to Bahamas. They're probably watching. Praise God, I can't wait to visit. Come on, right? I really, wow, I like the sand, right? 
I tan good too. Do you understand what I'm saying? God's wanting to speak to you, and like, oh, how much money? Stop. God, what do you want to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Gas goes to three bucks a gallon. Everybody freaking out whether they're going to go to church or not. You people better get it. What's the matter with you? Get some, pro- get some prosperity. You can get, get, go to church. Come on, I'm not knocking it, but you know what I'm saying? Look, I, I, I get it. It's out there. I did it too the other day. I was like, oh, my God. I put the thing in the thing. I thought, I thought there was something wrong with it. I was like, that's like 80 bucks. I'm like, what is this? Right? You know what I'm saying. But right, but like, how many people are like, well, I can't go to church now. That's an extra 20 bucks. Chill out with the extra 20 bucks, man. Get some prosperity in your head and don't worry about the 20 bucks. You can't afford not to go to church. Come on, man. You see what I'm talking about. You know some people think like this. You know what I'm saying? Cut it out. How much, you, how much value are you putting in you? This is too good. This is too good not to be in the atmosphere of. Because I'm, I'm, I'm stretching you in the atmosphere. Look what it said here. It said, he said, look, said, he said, look, look at one three. Let me see it. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the God. Blessed, what's blessed mean? Empowered to prosper. Is what? The Father who hath what? Blessed us. He empowered you to prosper in everything. Right? Who's supposed to with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ? That's in you. It's in you. So where's everything you need? In you. Because you got the Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got the incubator of every promise. Colossians 1, 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where's this heavenly places? In Christ. Where's Christ? Come on, i tell you this a thousand times. He's in you. Where's the blessing? In you. Where's the prosperity? In you. Where's everything you need? In you. Where is it? In your spirit. It's in your spirit. How do I get it through my spirit to get it? You got to get it through the soul. Now, there's where rejection is. God starts talking big, and you start rejecting. Come on, you got to reprogram your head. You see it? Reprogram yourself. I'm not a rejecter. I'm an acceptor. I'm an acceptor of truth. Just say it, God. See what I'm saying? Lose all that limitation and be an acceptor. Your soul fights against this. You hear hear this thing? What's your soul say? I don't know know how in the world. See, because soul and spirit connect there, and that's what the problem is. Doesn't that Hebrews 4? The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-engine sword, dividing us under the soul and the spirit, the joints and intents, the joints and tents, and the joints and the joints and the intentions of the hearts are separated because of the word of God. So soul and spirit can be connected or disconnected by the word. So what happens when he says, Rich? You got your receptors can't go up and say reject, you gotta be an acceptor. So you gotta reprogram your soul, you gotta reprogram your mind. Because religion responds, that ain't for you. Who said that? Now, you got to go back to that garden, man. I'm telling you. Look, let me tell you something. This joker, the curse brought a poverty mentality to mankind. The curse brought limitation to mankind. This joker didn't have no limitation. He was God in the earth. You think, look, man, let me show you this. Because I know what you're all thinking. Well, what in the heaven, if we, the church knows this. We don't, know, we don't know half of what we think we know. That's not belittling us. Please understand me. We have to reprogram yourself. Jesus told those spies, remember this? When, when, when Moses came, I said Jesus, but you know what I'm saying? God's teaching people. He told those spies, he said, hey, go, go, I gave you the land. Remember that? He didn't tell them spies the land. He said, I gave it to you, go. 
They take the best of the best of the leaders of the tribes, and they go, these jokers all come back with an evil report, except Caleb and Joshua. So they said almost what, 3.5 million people? It's close to 3.5 million people, and two people believe that they can do it, and 3.5 million people don't. You're telling me the majority believes this stuff? They don't. You understand what I'm saying? So three, two guys, Caleb and Joshua, are like, let's go take it. 3.5 million people say we're crazy. We can't even see ourselves like this. What is wrong with you two? They say we're going to get our mountain no matter what. They waited for it forever, but they got it. What am I trying to get you to see? The mentality is not, yes, I get it. There's a select few that get it. You're going to be the few that gets it. See what I'm saying? Because why not? Well, Caleb and Joshua mentality, like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't really care. We're well able. Let's go. I ain't got to figure it out in the details. Let's go. God will figure it out. Just stay connected to he said it, I can be it, and do it. And don't worry about it. And remove a limitation because your, limit, your faith is limiting what God can do. You better hear what I just said. That's powerful. Your faith is limiting what God can do because you got this thing only so far stretched out. What's going to happen when you're like, I don't, I'm looking for mystery man. I ain't even going to get up and look for it. I'm not going to be like some weirdo Christian like running out in the front yard and go, manna, come down. That ain't what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a revelation internally, and this stuff, I'm going to attract it supernaturally. And I ain't going to tell nobody nothing. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to open your mouth. You're just going to be carrying it on the inside in a revelation. And you're going to walk around, and it's going to find you. Money going to find you. It's going to come to you. It's going to come to you because it's got a gra- you got a gravitational pull called faith that I'm expecting God to do things each and every day. The phone going to ring. People are going to come. They ain't going to know why. I don't know. I feel like I'm pulling in the office and giving you my money. Praise be to God. Lost people are going to find you. Why not? I don't know why I'm doing I don't know. I don't care. I just, don't say it. Too late. I said it. There's nothing wrong with talking like this. You ain't telling nobody nothing. You ain't telling nobody nothing. They'll give you favor with your business, and you won't even know. They won't know why. Who cares? Just get it. You kingdom, because you're taking mammon out of the earth and putting it in the kingdom. So God's looking at you like you're a weapon. Um, you are. You're a weapon. People don't talk like this. Like, oh, you know what? What do you mean? No. This is beyond. And you get excited about this stuff. And you know, you know what gets me excited about it is because God wants you to have it. I, you know what? I'm honorary like that. Like, I'm kind of like this. If God said I can have it, I want it. What I'm going to do with it, I don't know and I don't care. I give it away. But I'm going to get it. If it's mine, I ain't leaving it on the table. Why do we leave all this stuff on the table? Don't leave nothing on the table. Take it and give it away. Go be a blessing. Go help somebody. You know what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? So you got to fix your soul because your soul blocks it. Your soul keeps you in prison. Remember I gave you that scripture in Psalms? It will. You got to understand it's divine exchange. So look at Galatians 3.13. Just real quick. You all right with this? Christ redeemed me from the curse of law. Give me a little bit of time and work it a little bit. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. What's that mean? He redeemed me from the curse of Genesis. So what did he do? He put me back in Eden, put you back in a blessing. Now here's the question I got. If he put you back in the power, if he put you back in the power, why in the heaven would you not take it? <laughs> he, put you, he put you back in the power. He put you back in Eden. Eden was, every, everything in Eden was blessed. So man screwed up, he sins, gets disconnected from God, curse comes in the earth, and then God goes, okay, I got to fix it. He sends Jesus, the second Adam, in the likeness of Adam, to undo. He said, by sin, he said, sin and death came in through the first one, 
but the blessing came in through the other guy. And life and peace. Jesus. So where did he put you back? He put you back in the Eden-like condition. Why don't we know that? Because we got a fallen nature in our head. You ain't got no fallen nature in your body. He resurrected your body. He's in the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, quickened your mortal body, made you supernaturally strong. But you, got, you, got, you know what the problem is? You got a jacked up mind. It's unrenewed to the blessing. Once you get brainwashed to the blessing, what's going to happen when you brainwash yourself to the blessing of Abraham being on your life? Your expectations just go through the roof because I ain't living. What do you mean live like that? I ain't living like that. You were living good, but I ain't living like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not tolerating that. I'm not putting, man, let me tell you something. You become a rejecter of lies the minute you get a revelation of the blessing. I'm not living without it. I'm not living without that. No, I'm not living sick. I'm not living broke. I'm not living oppressed. I'm not living depressed. I'm not living with strife. I'm not living with none of this nonsense. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to fight the rest of my life to renew my mind to the blessing of God being on my life. And I'm not going to stop till I see it manifest. And I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve the Lord. Come on. I'm going to do this. As a, don't, don't talk, don't talk broke around me. Now, you see what I'm saying? Now, I don't do this, but I don't talk broke. You ever get around people talk broke? Man, I was at Publix one day. I felt like slapping that lady at the thing, man. She was cursing herself. I was like, lady, stop. Stop. I was like, oh. I did like this, man, too, because I'm, I'm a goofball. The kids will tell you. I'll do weird stuff. Like, I won't be rude, but I'm like, I'll change the subject real quick now, won't I? Oh, my God. I'm dead. Hey, how you doing? Good? I answered the question. How you doing good? Amen. Shut your mouth with the bad. How you doing good? You doing good? So let's get good. You know, I changed the subject. Oh, my God. They can't, they can't, they can't, they just stuck. Now, lost people, I get it. Church people, I don't understand you. Cut it out. It, don't ever, Brother Hagen told us this. Don't, don't talk sick. Don't talk broke. Is it cold in here? If, it, if you're sick. Broke, lack, shush, shush it, don't say it. No, we good, we good, we good, we good. Sick, broke, lack, don't talk it. Don't give the enemy no access. Now, don't be one of these goofy Christians, you know, like, well, you know, you, you have dying and you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't feeling something. Go slow. What do you do? You believe and you receive and you stay, you stay normal and you take care of what you got to take care of, but you don't side in with your mouth with the enemy. You might have symptoms, but I ain't taking ownership of this junk. You know, so you take care of yourself because you don't. If you don't clarify that, these people, you know, cut their finger off, God forbid, and you know they're just like, I'm okay. <laughs> Duct tape it or something. You people crazy. You know, no. Take care of what you got to take care of, but beat religion out of your head, amen. Because you got to go there. Yeah, it will. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. You know what it is? Is this is what I do. I don't. I don't over communicate what doesn't need to be over communicated. That's all. Don't over communicate it. And don't talk defeat and don't talk lack. Don't talk sick. Don't talk death. Don't, talk, don't line up with nothing the enemy said. Right? You understand? Look what it said in Galatians 3.13. Christ, because you, you got a covenant of wealth. Whose idea was this covenant of wealth? Who, who's the greater? God. Who entered into covenant with you? God. What's the lesser do? Guess what the greater's got? This is simple, man. I don't know why we complicate it. If he owns all the silver, all the gold, all the cattle, all the land, everything, the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to God, and you come into covenant with God, and he gives you everything he's got, and you get everything he got, and I got, and he got, and we got, and we do this thing together, what you got? 
I got what he got. You say, well, where is it? You didn't notice 10 minutes ago. You're getting a revelation. I'm refreshing your revelation. So it'll take a little time. You know what I'm saying? But sooner or later, you're going to get ornery with it. Like, nah, 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 I ain't putting up with this. Nah, I ain't, gonna, I ain't worried about where the money coming from. The money going to show up. I'm not thinking about that. I don't care about it. I ain't worried about it. I'm, 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 I'm rolling with this. I'm going to dream bigger. Because God starts getting you to dream, and all you guys get stuck. I told him this about business people especially. That's why I like having you business guys around. Every, every, let me tell you something. A real business person understands every time you mention money, it means work. And these, these cats are doing 60, 80 hours now. They're thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to do more? Stop. Don't get caught in that trap neither. Because if God starts talking to you about wealth, that doesn't mean he's talking about toil and labor. You understand what I'm saying? So go slow. Don't get stuck where you get limited. Listen to God. Let expansion hit your life and hit your business. And then he'll work out the details. But don't get stuck in the immediate effect of, man, money means work. To a degree, it does. But favor ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? So favor might just show up and mess the whole deal up. Like you get the perfect right on time thing. I don't worry about nothing. They'll tell you around here. I don't worry about it. I didn't even worry about the little thing. Something happened like a couple weeks ago. I was like, somebody just showed up right on time. That's what you expect. And don't say nothing. Don't be, and don't be weird. People weird. You know, those people that are weird. They, they try to manipulate with money. You know what I mean? They're telling everybody what they believe in God for. Man, don't do that. That ain't no fun. It's fun when nobody knows and it shows up. But God. You know what I'm I've been believing for stuff, man, and it shows up. And you go, man, you know that's God. Because nobody knew. You know what I'm saying? Don't be the, you ain't those kind of people, but you know what I'm saying? That's why people get a bad taste, like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, you ain't in all that. You just keep, keep it buried in your heart and believe God, and everything will show up. Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? Look, look at Galatians 3.13. You ready for this? Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, for cursed everything that hangs upon a tree. The blessing of Abraham might come unto Gentile through Christ. Then we will receive the promise through the Spirit. <clears throat> through faith. How'd you get the blessing of Abraham? Now, you were born in this thing. The minute you got born again, you got born into it. Have you taken your place in it? Then you're Abraham's seed. Remember we read that, Galatians 3.29? Read it. When you got born again, you got born into the blessing. You understand that? You understand how the process worked? Abraham believed God was credited to righteousness. The lineage of Christ came through Abraham. Ab you know, Christ was Abraham's seed. It's in there. Did you know that? He said he didn't come in the form of an angel, but he came in the seed of Abraham. What's that mean? He came in the same way, baby. He had no problem. He had to get back in the earth. That's why I'd be born a virgin, come in the earth. He had to come in like a man so he could dominate mankind and be a winner. And this way you could have rule and reign and you could have rule and reign and you could rule with authority. You see it? So what did Jesus say? He said he didn't come in the seed. He came in the seed of man. Came through the seed of Abraham. And if you're Abraham's seed, then you're heir according to the what? The world. Now, Jesus' sacrifice got us all the benefits of what Abraham's faith started. Right. Was it for Jesus, we couldn't get it. Right. I'm taking my place. Yes. I'm an heir. Hallelujah. You're an heir. You're an heir to the throne. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Now, if we don't have kings here. I was in Belgium the one year, and the, the prince showed up. This building, man, we were driving, and we kept driving and driving. This thing was like 10 city blocks long. This was the biggest thing I ever seen. It was like the whole, the whole 10 blocks was like the palace. And I'm thinking, dude, who's in there? The prince, the king. The prince was showing up because sooner or later he went, we don't talk like this. He's an heir. 
He could be a dipstick, but he's still an heir. They were like kind of down a little bit because the guy wasn't as sharp as the dad. They're like, oh, great. Wait till he comes. You know what I mean? But are you pulling this in? You're an heir. You're an heir to a throne that Jesus gave. He says, sit right here at my right hand. Why are you not taking your spot? Take your seat. Elevate your mind. Get yourself there. Take your faith. Don't tell nobody. Just get an inward revelation. And then when it starts out, you will start demanding it without even realizing it like you expect it. You know what I'm saying? I'm expecting favor. I'm expecting the blessing. Because I'm going to tell you right now, three, three biggest problems we've got in the, in the church is marriage, money, and religion. You know what I'm saying? They, who want to go to church? One want to go to church. The other one don't want to go to church. Who don't want church this? Or religion. Church. Christianity, right? Money. 50-some-odd percent of Americans, 60% of Americans are divorced because of money. Money. Don't tell me you don't got to talk about money. Get rid of the burden of money. Right? Telling you, man. So you're getting rid of the burden, man. Church people, you shouldn't even worry about this stuff. Well, how in the world is it going to come, Pastor Chris? God's going to work it out. But you got to get a revelation of it. He wants you to have a covenant of wealth. Whose idea was that? It's his idea. We're the lesser, he's the greater. Don't enter into covenant with me if you don't want to give me what you got. He said, no problem. I got no problem giving you what I got. See what I'm saying? He got what you got. You got what he got. He's got a better package. Trust me. You were born in this. The blessings, your birthright. When you got born again, it became your blessing. You get that? So it's mine whether, whether you, don't leave it on the table, it's yours. Elevate your game to who you've been made. I'm telling you, man, it's a revelation. And you got to keep saturating yourself in it and refresh yourself like you're doing now. Like, man, man, I'm a prosperity magnet. I'm telling you, listen to me. It's the truth. This guy's our truth. Look at this. Because you're going to, you got, but I'm telling you, you got to receive it humbly. Look, what, what happens is when you see it, you really get humble real quick because you understand the magnitude of it. And if you have, if humility haven't hit you yet, you didn't get it yet. That's a good tester to know, wow, wow, man, I'm in this thing now. You, you become very humble, like, whoa, that's a big package. That is like a massive thing God's trying to do in my life. And you go, whoa, you know what the first thing is? is I don't deserve it. And you, you're true. You go, I don't deserve it, but you want to give it to me, so I'm going to take it. So imagine if you're like, imagine like your parents want to leave you something or somebody that loves you wants to leave you something. Look, I worked hard all my life, and I love you, and I want to leave you something. You ain't going to leave that on no table. You're taking it, man. The bank tells you, oh, we don't know. No, I know, bro. I'll be there to get that money because my daddy left it, my grandpa left it, somebody left. Come on, dude. You ain't, come on, dude. Stop it. You ain't going to sit there and say, oh, don't worry about it. No big deal. You're going to go get your stuff. They work hard. Jesus worked hard, man. He hung up on the cross and left you an inheritance package. He's like, hey, the book, there it is. I left you my last will and testament. Hello? That's what you leave when you leave the earth. Your will and testament. Everybody say, you got a will? You got a right? Isn't that what they asked for, right? You got, hey, did you got your will? You got a living trust? You got your testament? Last will and testament. You know what that book is? Read the front of it. It says last will and testament. It says New Testament. 
Old Testament. What do you mean? It's what I left you. It's the benefit package. There's your 401k sitting right there. Come on, man. He said, I left you the cattle on a thousand hills. Come on. You got to have natural seed. You got to do natural stuff. But he said, look, he said, you blessed. You see it? Take it. Well, I don't know if he wants me to have it. What are you talking about? I don't know if he wants you to have it. Then, he would, then you wouldn't be in covenant with him. If God didn't want you to have the prosperity, you wouldn't be born again. That's the redemption plan. It's right on. People get mad at you like, oh, what do you mean? You see what I'm saying? Here, you want to see something? <clears throat> go over here, King James, Romans 321. I'm going to keep you for a minute. You got to get this, and I'll let you go. Ready? Now you got to pull this in. Romans 3.21, King James. Because I talk about the righteousness of God. You got, you got this spiritual blessing. See, redemption is a treasure. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a treasure because you, you didn't deserve it. See, when you hear redemption and redeem, it's all terminology of somebody purchasing you. You know what I'm saying? We were a slave to sin. Wake up. Somebody had to pay the bondage package. Jesus did that on the cross. The exchange was wealth for poverty, hell for sick, freedom. Whose idea was that? God's. So why would you not take it? Take it, man. Look, I'm going to show you this, okay? Because he's rele he releasing you from debt. I'm telling you, he is. Now, watch this. Some of the debt you got in, it was your fault. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. But God, don't, now you get it on a good plan. You work with somebody to help you out. But God can release you out of the debt you got yourself in because you weren't using your head right. You know what I'm saying? Well, how are you going to do it? He redeemed you from everything else. Why can't he redeem you from debt? And this is the year, the time period when he could do this. I didn't know this. I didn't go studying this all out. I was like, praise God. I was like, man, what's the year of release? It's now. And then I said, well, God, what if I'm missing it? He said, well, you just say it, I'll make it now. I said, what you say? He said, you just say it, I'll make it now. I said, praise be to God, then it's now. Now's your year to get out. I'm going to come back to that. Why not now? He said, if you say it, I'll do it. I can, say, I, can say, I can sit up here and say, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Why am I saying that now today? For you. Because I feel like I can. God make me mute if he didn't want me to say it. I'd say something else. Why am I in here saying what I'm saying? Why am I here saying what I'm saying? Because some of you jokers probably prayed and made me say it. Yeah, I'm being serious. Somebody out there pulling on me, praying in tongues, walking in the house, they say something. I just said, you're out of debt. Why not you? Why not supernatural debt cancellation? I used to laugh at that. I used to laugh at that. I used to go, oh, my God, these people want to run around the room with supernatural debt cans. Now I am one. It's a revelation. It's a revelation. Well, think about it. I get it. I didn't, get the, I didn't have the revelation. That's why I thought it was goofy. I'm like, what do you mean? You people, no, get it. He canceled your debt on the cross. Did he cancel just some of your debt? Check this out. Now watch this. Now wait a minute. What about the stuff I do after being born again? Does he cancel that? You better believe he did. What about the boneheaded things I do? With my mouth, did he, did, he, did he do that? Yeah. 
He, did, he washed that clean too, right? Because redemption lasts forever. This ain't, oh, I redeemed you one day, now you're all jacked up. He said, no, every time you walk and I'm washing. My redemption never stops. So you might have got in trouble last month. Now fix the way you do stuff. But guess what? My boneheaded decisions are not stopping with his blood fixed for me for life. It's eternally, perpetually keeping me clean. Redemption's working on my back. So you repent and don't go back there. But notice, he could cancel all my debt with one stroke. Did we read that last night? One stroke. He redeemed. He had one stroke. Bam, it's gone. You took, some of you spent 30 years collecting debt, and with one stroke, you're going to knock that joker out. You're going to laugh about it. You better take a lap when you happen to, you know what I mean? Video, you run around the house. I don't know what happened. One stroke. Why not one stroke? Why not? Why not? Why not you? I don't believe it. Good. That's you. You the one that ain't going to get it, though. I don't believe it, group. Why not? Why not you? Why not you? Why not you? Come on. I'm telling you. Look. Look at these scriptures. Oh, my God. We got to go. Look. I need to read this other thing to you. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ upon all them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Being what? Justified freely by his grace. You see that? That's just as if you never sinned. Grace made it just as if you never sinned. Not you, not your works, not what you did. The power of grace. Let grace, let grace hit your debt. I never said that day in my life. See, that's why I got to be in the atmosphere. Let, write that down. I'd, be, I'd tattoo it on my forehead if I was you. You people better pay attention. I don't know if I got any faith in this room. So I don't know what he's talking about. Wait. Wait till I really go start going over. Wait. Wait. Wait till I really start going. Place is going to be like a wild zone. Because I'm going to get a bunch of people that pull. And then I'm going to be all messed up. Then I just walk around just saying stuff. And then you grab it. That's how it works. Let grace hit your debt. What's your debt going to do when grace shows up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say What's it going to do? What's it going to do? Hey, hey, debt. You're, you, we, all, we all, look, man. He been he be fixing your screw-ups from the beginning of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, I got a little overextended with the card. I get it. Cut it out. Stop. Cut it out. Stop. Cut the thing in half. Stop. You got to have balance, man. You keep going back and being goofy, but you got it, and it's there. And everybody's freaking out. Like, I need a 400-year plan to get out of this. One stroke. <laughs> one stroke. Live for one stroke. Now, work towards it and believe God for the money, but he shall be one stroke. Then next time, next time that debt tries to cripple you, and you say, look at this debt, look at this debt, look at this debt, go look at grace. Oh, that feel good. That make you feel good. Don't you feel that burden be lifted for, off some of you? Man, look at grace. Woo! What grace, what, what's debt going to do when grace shows up? Hallelujah! Grace going to smack it in the head. Yeah, I will. Why not dream big? Dream bigger. Stop dreaming small. Dream bigger. Dream bigger. Like, oh, you know, we could afford this. I didn't ask you what you could afford. Vision for God. I didn't ask you what you could afford. Stop, stop it. He didn't tell you, I told him Sunday, was that here? God ain't never told you to pay for nothing. Man, I went out there the one time we went down there, the Baptist church was over there for sale. I said, that's a nice little building. It's old. I said, how much money do they want for that? I said, six million bucks. I said, six million bucks. I stopped looking. <laughs> you didn't hear me in here. 
I went by, I said, six million bucks. I said, well, praise God, that's a nice building. Ain't for me. <laughs> and I thought about it right back. I said, why, why six million dollars bothering me? Because you start thinking about what you have and what comes in and all this other stuff. You think about how you're going to pay for it. God said, God, the Lord rebuked me. The Lord rebuked me. This what he told me. He said, when I ever tell you to pay, when have I ever asked you to pay for anything anyway? I said, man, you never asked me to pay for nothing. He said, I only ask you to believe me. I never told you to stroke a check and pay for nothing. See, this is what you got to understand, okay? Now, I'll give you this. This is good because you're pulling. I said, how in the heaven am I going to pull that off? He said, I'll either give you the thing or I'll give you the seed to get the thing. Write it down. I said, what'd you say? He said, yeah, it's just as much yours the minute you sow the seed, you better get this. It's just as much a reality in your life the moment you sow a seed to go get it. But you have to have equivalent seed for certain stuff. You can't be putting $5 in no bucket believing God for a $5 million building. You have to, this, is why, this is why you people don't understand me when I'm pushing you to stretch. You reap at the level of increment you sow. That's what Keith Moore was teaching us. He said that one day, I said, you know, I noticed that. I started giving in 50s, they came back in 50s. I started giving in 100s, started coming back in 100s. I started giving in 1000s, started coming back in 1000s. I started giving in tens of thousands, it just started coming back. I, get ready. Some of you going to write a $100,000 check. You will. I'm telling you, you will. You're going you're to rattle them when you do it, but how are you think you're going to get there? You got to reap in that kind of money. See, God doesn't let you. Earl Roberts taught me that. Because I asked Brother Norval one day, I said, how in the world, what's the biggest offering you ever took? He said, I took a million-dollar offering at Rama. I said, a million-dollar offering? He said, yeah, I'll tell you tomorrow how I did it. I said, boy, I'll be listening. I want to hear this. He said, I went in there, and he said, I told Brother Hagin to sit there, and he said, I told the whole church to, to come at Rama. He said, I took the offering. He said, can I tell the people? He said, he had a dream the night before. He was taking the offering. He didn't know. He said, Brother Hagin's going to ask you to take the offering. This is what I want you to do. Man, sure as day, Brother Norval said, hey, Brother Hagin came and said, take the offering. He said, okay, Brother Norval. He said, Brother Hagin, he said, sit there in a chair. He said, everybody in this building, we're going to walk up there. We're going to give, we're going to give the seed we sow. Or Robert's sitting on the front row. He said, I got the last $100,000 I got in this ministry in my hand. God told me to bring it to sow it. I said, what is it going on? He said, yeah. He said, I took a million-something dollar offering. I said, man, being led to the Lord. This is what I got. They said, we have to sow an equivalent seed because they were hurting, or you? At one time, they had to find something to sell. So, shouldn't say sell because they didn't sell it. They sold it. That was an equivalent seed. So they gave away a plane. That was the most expensive thing they had. They gave it away. Because you need equivalent seed. You can't sell five bucks and reap 50 million, guys. Come on, wake up. You got to have equivalent seed. You got to get into the, at least close to the denomination you'd like to reap in. That's the way I feel. Now, you can't meet God. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to get the increase of giving and be led to the Lord. That's not for now. That's as you grow. You understand what I'm saying? So this. He said he brought it in. He said, Brother Norval called, Brother or, or Robert called Brother Norval six months into it. He said, we got almost, we're almost out of debt. He goes, we're three quarters of the way out. He goes, I know the rest of it's coming. Brother Norval said, I know it is too. Yeah. So I'm saying? You got you to gotta start growing in the arena of giving if you want to go to another level. You have to. Because right. I'm talking about the guy I'm talking about that taught us about it. He sold a million bucks a couple times. Yeah, right. You know what I'm talking about. He did. He walked in and said, I'm going to give a million dollars. Who gives a million dollars? Sold a million dollars. You know, he did it up there to one place, did it another place over there. I said, a million bucks? You start off broke, bro. You another one broke. Broke. 
telling them stories about being broke, remember? I said, broke in a double wide with green shag carpet. Are you kidding me, dude? I don't even know what a double wide is, but it don't sound good. You know what I'm saying? Broke is broke, and you give it a million dollar offerings. Jesus, good God. What do you know that I don't know? That's what I want to know. This ain't, God ain't no respecter of persons. This is how you learn. You see what I'm saying? Nah, I got to let you go. He said what? Freely. Freely. You understand what freely means? Justified you freely. You got access to everything. And God will get you out of debt. Look, I'll give you that next. I'll tell you this, and I'm going to let you go right here. God will get you out of debt. God's going to let this blessing hit your life. Look at this. Go here. Can you go to Deuteronomy? I'll give you two scriptures. I'll let you go. Deuteronomy 31.10. Okay? Deuteronomy 31.10. Let's look at it. King James. Oh, yeah. You can play. <coughs> Deuteronomy 31.10. King James. And then I'm gonna, I want to look, look at it. Can we look at it as a passion right in back of this? And Moses commanded and said, at the end of the seven years, and let, let the release, the year release, hit. Look at verse 11. It's in the year release. How many want to be released from some stuff? Go to verse 11 real quick if you can. 31, let, yeah. When Israel has come to appear before the Lord to God, which God chose this place, and read before the law, everybody hearing it. Now look at it in the Passion 3 and 10. It reads really good in the Passion 3, 10, 31, 10, and 11. In the Passion, you're going to pull up. Listen, here's what I want you to do. You just got to elevate your place of faith. We're going to take an offering. But you need to elevate your place of faith to go to a whole new level of what God has for you. Amen? You all right? Did you pull that in? Did you get that? I gave you a little bit extra. So just build it. Look what it says. Do you find it in the Passion? Deuteronomy 31, 10, if you can. I got it in here. I'll read it to him. And then we find it. Ready? It says this. And he gave these orders at the end of the seven years. The year of all debts are canceled. During the pilgrimage of the festival of booths. When everyone in Israel comes to appear in the presence of God, your God, at the place he designates, read out the revelation of all Israel with everyone listening. At the end of seven years, all debts are canceled. You've been released. He said, go out and read it out. I believe that because of what Jesus did on the cross, he wants to cancel. He canceled your debt on the cross once and for all. He wants to cancel some of your debts in life. He can do it, man. All you got to do is believe. Some of you got to go to a whole new level. Some of you got to get out of some stuff. But this is the big thing. This is what God told me now. You ready for this? The anointing is here to do it. See, that's the difference of the thing. You can take, you can take stuff and do stuff and sow, but you got to have an anointing. The anointing got to show up. The anointing will break you out. You understand what I'm saying? The anointing will do it. It's not by might nor by power, but my anointing says the Spirit of the Lord. You understand that? The anointing will set you free. That's why you're hungry for God. The anointing is drawing you in. So your life's never going to be the same again. You understand? You're smart. You're really smart. You know, I'm talking to you. You're smart. You're really smart. But God's anointing is on you. You play that violin, people are going to get healed. You're going to play it, and the music that comes out of that thing is going to heal people. They're going to get healed in the worship. It's going to happen. You watch. You'll be playing. People say, I got healed hearing you play. You're anointed. There's a difference. You understand? You're anointed. You're anointed. 
You're anointed. And you're going to just put a demand on this thing. And the anointing blow up everything you got. You know what I'm saying? But you got to hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. That's the people don't get. And don't go. And this thing, like, you get into meetings like this, like, oh, God, is he going to stretch the offering? No, I don't want to stretch the offering. You just give where you're comfortable. This ain't about the giving right now. It's about the teaching. You know what I'm saying? You understand? It's about the teaching. If you get the teaching, your giving will go up. It has to. That's why there's no pressure. That's why I hate that. You go call me, everybody go. Dane, if the anointing was in here for me to throw it at another level, I'd do it. I, th- that's not what I'm doing tonight. I didn't do that either night, and I'm not. Now, there's a meeting when you're going to go in, I'm going to say, somebody's going to give 20 grand. That ain't no, that's happening. Because you won't go there without somebody compelling you to go to the next place of faith. It ain't going to happen. That ain't the moment. The moment is get the teaching, bury it in your heart, know who you are, elevate your game, and next thing you know, money chart finding you, and then your game will go up. You understand what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Because I'm in this building because somebody challenged me. I was at Bishop Jake's. Yeah, I was there. I'll tell you what happened. I know exactly what happened. Bishop Fernandez got up there. He said, hey, anybody sows a $1,000 seed? They, I was the first guy up. I said, boom, I'll be in that line. I'm getting building. Bam. Four strategic seeds at four, five, listen to me, four strategic seeds at four prompted moments in my life. Every time they went, I knew it was my moment. I just took off. I knew it was my moment. Bam, I knew it was my moment. Bam, I knew it was my moment. I was the first guy in line. Bam, I was there. Boom, boom, boom. Keys hit my hand in the building. God reminded me of all those seeds I forgot about. Don't tell me this don't work. I ain't no rookie. I'm not playing. I did it. You know what I'm saying? I'll either give you the seed or the thing to get the seed. Hello? You understand what I'm saying? I'll give you the thing or the seed. Because watch this. You missed the moment over there. Some of you didn't. Once you release the seed, it's as good as getting the thing. You know what I'm saying? You want that? I told you how to do it. I tell you guys on Sunday how to do it. You got to sow what you want. So many stories. I'll tell some of you, you, some of you. Some of you are a manifestation of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You're a manifestation of seed, bro. <laughs> you thought it was you. <laughs> oh, I don't want to pop your bubble. <laughs> I got to go home. You thought it was you, right? Oh, it was me. I'm special. You, you special. You specially were born in the earth because you got planted before you showed up. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You a seed. You're a seed. You see it? Oh, my God. I'm either going to give you the thing itself or I'm going to give you the seed because that's what broke me. Because I was, I was locked. I was stuck. You want to hear this? I was stuck, bro. I was like, how in the heaven am I going to get that? It's too big. I don't, have the, I don't have the capacity. God said, no, I'll give you the seed to get the thing. So you take an equivalent of what God tells you to do and put it in the thing you want, and it will create the thing you need. He just how he does it. See, I look at him and I say, man, I need a house. I need a car. How are you going to get three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars dollars $400,000? You're going to fly out the sky. You know what I'm saying? Six hundred grand, whatever you guys are looking at. million two. Right? You're thinking like, Jesus, good God. You got a million two laying around? Right? So I said, no. I said, how in the world do you do this? He said, go take a seed and put it in somebody that has what you want. Oh, I got it now. I take a piece of what I can do. And so I told the kids, I taught the kids how to do it. They're like, daddy, we don't have that. I said, get 20 bucks. Start where you're at. Them kids were giving away stuff. That joker got more shoes. You know how he got more shoes? 
He gave away the ones he had. He gave away good ones. We went the other day. We went a couple months ago. He said, Dad, those shoes are 200 and something bucks. I said, the dude said he wants to pay for them. Get the ones you want. He said, they're 220 bucks. I said, I don't care if they're $3,000. Did the guy say he wants to buy them? Get them. You got seed in the ground. Here's your harvest. Don't, don't deny harvest day. Look, let me tell you something right here now. You don't go do something stupid, but if that's what you want and it's harvest day, hush your mouth. You got seed in the ground. Take it. Take God's best. You understand what I'm saying? I said, if that's the ones you like, you didn't know the price till you flipped the sneaker upside down. That's the one you got a desire for. How much seed you got in the ground to go get it? You got to teach them where you're at. Start where you're at. See how people say, well, well, I, 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 I don't know if it works. I'm telling you it works. I'm telling you it works. But you got to understand something. I'll either give you the thing itself or I'll give you the seed to get it. That's when you got to get strategic. Because I got I to gotta hold something and I got to sow something. And I got to know where to sow and when. You know what I'm saying? That's why. Right. See what I'm saying? So you say, well, so I, that's what I did. I said, oh, I want that. He said, okay, go, go pay somebody's note. He said, can you handle that? I said, yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks. I paid the car note. You want to learn how to do this? I went and paid the house note. I said, what's your mortgage? You call people up, you get nosy. I told you how to do this. I said, hey, but I said, this is the stupidest question you ever heard in your life, bro. I said, I feel almost embarrassed to ask you this. I feel like just writing you a check, but I really want to be specific. C- can you tell me how much your monthly note is for your house? The dude on the phone was like, what in the world do you ask me that for? I said, I'm not trying to be nosy. I said, you can round up, you can round down, you can do whatever you want to do, but I need to give you the money for the note. How many know real quick that Joker told me $1,200 and some odd cents, $1,247.42, and it's due on the 15th. I said, don't worry, man. I'll round up. I'll give you 1300 <laughs> I'm sewing where I want to go. See it? See it? Then you look at these guys like planes. Brother Norville, right? Brother Copa got that plane from Oral Roberts. He took him and he picked up Brother Norville. Brother Norville flying the plane. He said, how many planes you give away to get this one? Brother Copa went 20. 20 something little ones. Now we got a jet. See what I'm saying? Hey, if that's where you want to go, that's your business. That ain't none of my business. I ain't going to limit your faith. I'm telling you how everybody got there. You see how they got there? You say, I'm going to give away a house? Yeah, you might. And get a better one. (laughs) This one's paid off. You can have mine. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that's how you do it. You start off with the thing. You say, Pastor Chris, can you give away? Yeah, give away. Give something better away. And don't give away no junk neither. Don't give it. Then you want a junk harvest? Look, you see what I'm saying? I'm teaching you how to do it. This is how I learned. This is how I learned. Then I sat with these giants. I ain't going to mention their name, but some of you know who they are. I was like, come on, man. How'd you do it? They said, that's how you do it. I said, really? They said, yeah, that's how you do it. Boy, I'm like a hound dog, right? I just want to know how. Do bro, right? I'm like the guy. Don't give me the money. Give me the bag. How'd I get the bag? How'd I get the bag? Remember yesterday? Don't don't tell me. Just take the money. How do I get the bag with the money in it? Give me the principles. I can work principles. Give me the principles. I can work principles. Yes. So every day. That's another law. Yes, so every day. So every day. There's a season in my life I was sowing every day. Go buy somebody a coffee. Go give somebody something. I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to get excited about sowing every day. I'm looking in the closet. I'm ready to give stuff away. Like, man, you wear it. You want it. You can have it. Give every day. Give something away every day. You'll never miss a harvest. Yes. My future can only hear the seeds that I sow today. That's all it is. That's all it is. My future is what I sow. You don't like, you don't like today? Psh. All today is a harvest from yesterday, guys. How many of you like where you're at right now? 
It's okay, but I don't like it that much. Good. Then make tomorrow greater by changing it with the seeds you sow today. You like where you're at? Nah, man, I want to do it. So every day, buy a coffee, get generosity going, buy somebody lunch, do something. You ain't got to go broke. You know what I'm saying? A couple bucks here, three, four bucks. Buy your coffee, dude. get that generosity going. Go in your class. Half of you know what you need to do? You need to go in your, I don't know, I'm on a roll here. You need to go in your garage and give stuff away that's worth something to people that can use it. All it does is sit there and collect dust. Goofball stuff we do, right? Go in there and say, you know what? There's some fishing rods in here. Who likes to go? Bring them to church. Find a guy that likes to go fishing. Go, here, here's a rod. He's going to be sitting here collecting dust. Just get the giving on you. Get it on you. Get it pouring out of you. Get it going out of you. Get it going. Man, go in there and get to. I do it all the time. I'm going to go purge my closet. And there ain't no junk in there. That stuff's all nice. You know, I'm like, get it, give it away. I seen so My partner had my shoes on the other day. I said, they look better on you than me. Praise be to God. It made me happy. Made me more happy. Made me more happy seeing him have them on than me when I bought them. They weren't mine anyway. They were yours from the beginning. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You ever buy something you don't know why? Give it away. You know what I'm saying? Don't give no junk away neither. If you wouldn't want it, don't give it away. You know what I'm saying? Sew up. Yeah, sew up for wealth. You sew up for wealth, you sew down for health. People don't realize that. People think, well, I'm feeding. No, 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 no. You sow down for health. You sow up for wealth. Write that down. I'll explain it tomorrow. You sow up. You sow up for wealth. You can't sow equivalents equal or lesser than to increase in wealth. You have to sow up. You sow up someone greater because they pull you up. Every, it's covenant. Abraham, Melchizedek, you sow up. And then you sow down for health. The Lord will recover them. He who gives to the, he who feeds who gives to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord shall repay him. He didn't say increase him; he'll repay him. He'll bring your health speedily. You understand that? It brings health, and it brings what? It brings back what you sowed, but it increased the seed you sow up. He'll multiply it because you sow into greater. And everybody's like, "Are you trying to say you greater?" No, I'm giving you the principles. Lose the stupid nonsense in your head and learn. This, these are the questions I had to ask. Because I was like, you, running around trying to figure it out. Yes. And I'm like, well, how don't you do this? How'd you get there? Sewed up. Yes. You're sewing to the greater anointing, and it pulls you up. Because you become part, you partake in that by your seed. Your seed connects you. See it? And then you do the other stuff because you do it because you need to. It's, it's caught, but it ain't taking you nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? That's maintaining. And the Lord will repay you, bring your health speedily. You're doing good things, acts of benevolence, kindness. You got to do that. But there's some seed you got to give up. And when you do it, it catapults you up. I got people right now. They're partners. They ain't in the church. They ain't in the church. They don't come to the church. I got them right now. I said, the minute I, the minute I got near what I needed to get near, my money went through the roof. Well, no, duh. What do you think is going to happen? God puts you on assignment to where you need to go to get what you need to get to take you to another level. God does it. If you don't agree with it, do what you want to do. But don't get that broke inside soul. You got to get your soul out of prison, guys. Come on. It's stuck. You got to train it every day. Because it wants to go back to default and reject. Reject. Reject what? Reject what God wants you to have? Exactly. Because it has to be programmed to the blessing. And it's not. It's programmed to the fall. Your mind, your will, and emotions is programmed to fall. See it? Ain't that cool? See, I'm wearing some of you out, but it's all right. You know what I'm saying? 
It's good, though. You got it. It's good. I'll do it again. I'll do it. I'll sit in front of this camera and just do it. I don't care. The atmosphere is good for you. The room don't make no difference to me. I got to get it out. Because once it's out, it's in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? So now people will come in and not even know the gravitational pull of faith will bring them into a, a, a place of seed sowing to take their life. Because that's what you got to learn. People can't get to where God wants them to get to without help. That's the thing. That's why you can't be scared to say stuff. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you, can't, you can't be who God called you to be without help. Yes. So you got to make it available for people to come up. That business will blow up. You understand me? You know what I'm saying? You better get ready to expand. You ain't going to just have one. You'll have multiple sites. This, ain't, this taco thing ain't just for today, bro. It's for more. You understand know what I'm saying? Why not? You're going to stay around. Boom. You're going to blow up, dude. You blow up. Money will come. You'll have to, I'm telling you, listen to me, man. Listen to me. You'll blow up. You won't even need to do anything. It'll just happen because your heart, your heart will demand it. You'll get multiple help. You'll get people, your trucks. I told you you'd be bigger than that Splendor thing, whatever that thing is, if you want to be. You can be. You got it in you. You got favor all over you, bro. You know what I'm saying? It just happened. You know what I'm saying? It'll happen. That thing will all take off. You know why? You got faith for it. It will. It'll blow up. Internet businesses, all that stuff. It'll happen, man. And whatever you guys got in you, it'll happen. But the thing is, you understand? But some of you are like, well, you know. No, you got you to gotta stretch in the arena. You got to stretch in the arena. All right, so we got to go. Here, here's the thing on the screen. 386, you know how to text to give. If you give it in the building, come on. The, the, bucket, the, bucket, the bucket brigade is here. I don't know what we call them. Ushers? They're cute, though. God bless you. You guys are a blessing. Come on, here it is on the screen. 386-968-1103. Text to give. Online's relevantfl.org slash giving. Cash apps, dollar sign, relevantfl. I promise you, listen to me, man. I've been in meetings where, you know, God's moving to do something. I think, like, man, this is crazy, and do it, and respond to faith and change my life. So this is the only way, there's only one way to do it. you got to trust God. Money's just about trust. That's all it is. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Bottom wrong. You know, it's really not. I don't even think God really. I'm, I'm going to be serious with you. I, I don't th- God talks a lot about money, but I don't think he really <laughs> goes to a place of too much concern about, you know, like it's not, he ain't staying up at night trying to figure out how he's going to get you money, man. He owns it all. But here's the thing you got to understand. You got to have faith and you got to understand power and dominion because there ain't nobody trying to keep you broke. You got to start working the enemy, man, binding him, breaking his power. Brother Hagin told us that. Claim what you need. Do it right now. Claim what you need. Come on. We kind of got away from this a little bit. We used to do it every service. We start going back. Claim what you need. You need 10 grand, 20 grand, 40 grand, get out of debt, 1,500 bucks. I don't know, whatever you need. You need a building? Tell God you want a building. Sow seeds specifically for the building. Perfect. You so tell God what you need. Increase, job, better job, I don't know, raise, I don't know, five grand, 10 grand, the best quarter you've ever seen. Open your mouth and tell him. God's for you. He ain't against you. They say this. Say this to the devil. Say, devil, I bind you. I break your power. You cannot hinder my financial future another moment of my life. I have power and authority over you, and I take it right now. Right now. Now, angels, you have to obey me. I'm following the word of God. I loose you now. Go get my money. Go get my stuff. 
Bring it to me now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I believe, I receive. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Usher is going to serve you. Thank you guys for giving. Listen, I want you to go to a whole other level of expectation when it comes to financial prosperity. You're going to do it. Amen. And don't forget, Saturday morning, men, 930, we're having a men's meeting here. So all the men, Saturday, what time? Everybody say Saturday. 9.30, here. I'm going to be with you guys. Straight years all out, make you better for your wives. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know it's good when the sound guy comes out the booth to give his money. Come on, somebody. Sound guys running out. Guys from teleprompter people. Praise the Lord. You guys did good. You know what I'm saying? You did good in this atmosphere. It's not, easy to, it's not easy to stay alert in an atmosphere like this because the pressure is to shut you down. Yeah. I tell you, the enemy will probably fight you real hard about this because, you know, once you start really become, you really get in this thing, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like weird, but it's demonic. You know, the enemy doesn't want, that's why the whole earth, you, they're destroying the world because of money right now. That's what that is. You see this thing going on right now? It's all about money. The whole earth runs on money. Mammon is the God of the earth. And you, you, have, you have Jesus. You know what I mean? So you got this battle going on. So it's mammon, man. That's all they care about is money. It's, a, it's all it is. It's, it's corrupt from the top to the bottom because of money, man. It's weird, ain't it? It's crazy. The, 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 the depths of depravity mankind will go to to just destroy mankind over money. It's crazy, ain't it? It's really nuts. If you really think about it, it's nuts. Like, they don't care about killing people or nothing, man. It's money. How many people are going to die? How much money are we going to make? <laughs> it's like really sick. But that's how they do it. That's the world, man. The devil's crazy. So you get on this side, stay tucked in God, and know your world's going to change. Amen. I appreciate you guys. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the change and transformation. And we love you. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you guys. I'll see you Saturday and Sunday. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.